Okay, everybody. We're, we're uh, uh, Roy and I happen to be on a road trip, making a trip to Michigan, and the uh, we're gonna cross across the Mackinac Bridge at some point. It's uh, 12:34 a.m. and we're moving along, uh, just trying to stay awake here. It's very dark and, out. Yeah, it's real dark. It's funny how it gets dark about 12:30. Weirdest thing. Anyway, um, so uh, we're gonna just chat along the way here and there and uh, until we make our way into Michigan. Uh, tell you some of the sights. You can hear how ridiculous we sound as it gets later into the morning and we'll be praying for the sun to come up at some point. So anyway, uh, we'll be back. This is These Amazing Places, show number 225 for the week of August 27th. Hey everybody, welcome back, and uh, this week we've had to change plans quite a bit uh, to some personal things that have kind of gone on in my life. Uh, anyway, um, we uh, everybody will be back with you again, let's see here, probably for the next couple shows. Uh, during the meantime, I'm also going to be in uh, Disney World this coming uh, Sunday, uh, September 2nd. I'll be broadcasting live from the um, from Illuminations in Epcot, and I guess they have extra magic hours also during that night, so I will be uh, into the parks until about 2 a.m. on that evening. Anyway, to get back to the show for this week, uh, this week I'm I'm actually going to play a, the second part of a conversation that Roy and I had while on the road driving to Michigan. This one's basically going to be discussing uh, thrill immersive and I think dark rides can't remember everything we discussed now uh, it's been a little while back anyway um, uh, Roy's a really intuitive person when it comes to Disney so this was actually a really good conversation to have and it kept us awake while we were on the road driving all night so anyway um, I'm gonna do a little news here in just a minute and then I'll move you on over into that and uh, and then get you on out of here so I hope everybody's having a good week and I'll be right back Okay, everybody. I uh, just wanted to start off with some news uh, that I've just seen come out. Actually, a lot of this always comes off the uh, Disney Parks blog. Uh, first thing is, it's a uh, new way to tour the world. The Keep Moving Epcot Segway Tour and Breakfast. It debuts on September 17th. You can uh, Google that probably and you'll find the prices or give them a call. And you can get the prices on that. Anyway, it does debut on the 17th of September, so that's when you're able to take advantage of it. Uh, next, there's a new nighttime show called Celebrate the Magic that begins this November at the Magic Kingdom. So check that out. Uh, probably going to start, I would say, uh, let's see here, in November. Duh. It does say November. Anyway, uh, so it'll coincide probably with a lot of the openings for Fantasyland. Okay, and uh, also, I just wanted to throw in there um, a discount code for anybody who uses touring plans at touringplans.com. 
it's a great way to get in and out of the parks uh, quickly and not have to wait in lines. It also, uh, they have a uh, book out there. We discussed this quite a bit on the uh, on the last last week's show, I believe it was. Uh, Roy actually had the app out. It was on the uh, technology show that we did. Anyway, you can go back and listen to some of that. Uh, but the thing that I wanted to announce is that Torig Plants is actually offering a 20% discount on the, their product, basically. Normal price is, I think, $12.95 a year, so you're going to get 20% off of that by putting in the discount code WDW today. So anyway, um, I talked to Len Testa, the guy who heads up uh, Touring Plants, and technically this thing was supposed to expire uh, probably on the 26th. He did say something to me that uh, he would extend it, I believe. And so if you get on there, on the touringplants.com, you can type in that code, and uh, that should take care of you. It'll get you some money off. So that's a real good product. Len's a real good guy. They seem to be a good bunch of people working over there. And... uh, and I think uh, it's a great thing to take advantage of if you're in the parks. All right, that's uh, it. You know what? Let me throw in one more thing I almost forgot. You right now can um, you can actually book dining reservations for the BR Guest Restaurant in Fantasyland. Even though Fantasyland is not open yet, they are taking dining reservations. And I believe they'll start honoring those reservations probably sometime in November when the uh, area opens. Do remember that the uh, this uh, BR guest restaurant is only a counter service during, for lunch, which means they do not accept reservations for that. So these are only dinner dinner reservations. Last time I heard, they were booked up into December, but there's always that chance that if you call them, you might be able to slip, slip one in there, or who knows, if you're going after the first of the year, you can uh, set up a reservation for them. So just know that it is very busy, and if you are planning on trying to get in there, maybe after the first of the year, you want to make those reservations now. Okay, that is it for the news, and I'll be back, actually, after I play the audio segment of Roy and I, and uh, just say uh, see ya, and maybe give you a little bit more information on uh, what's going to be going on with me while I'm in the parks leaving on Sunday, September 2nd. All right, everybody. Okay, and everybody, uh, this show is actually going to be, uh, we're just going to discuss uh, Disney, actually Walt Disney World, and who knows what all we might get into. Um, uh, we're going to be discussing uh, immersive rides within the parks. Um, we're going to try to stick into maybe rides that are there now, but who knows where this could drift. It's uh, actually the middle of the night and we're uh, on a road trip, and so we just came up come up with some topics here to discuss about Disney and this is one of them so uh, yeah let's just pull the trigger and see where we end up so anyway um, immersive attractions we'll start off in uh, let's say uh, Magic Kingdom and some of the things I can just trace back to with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean probably one of the first things that I can remember from a uh, Disney park was going on Pirates of the Caribbean Heading down that first hill and ending up into that cavernous area with the ship and all that going on. And that pretty much started my obsession with the Disney parks, and which continues to now. Well, I think anytime you get closed into a building, it's hard not to have a, an immersive attraction. Even you know, even as a small world, is pretty immersive, but not always in a good way. Right, right. No, the earworm song. Yeah. But, but then you look at like Splash Mountain. Is certainly one of 
one of my favorites. I'm sure it's one of yours too. And it's you know inside and outside, and, and but it's incredibly immersive. I mean, you're in the middle of the story. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So immersive can be dark ride. It can be anything. I guess that kind of gets you into another world, which is what Disney's very good at doing. Uh, so the other one I can think of, Haunted Mansion, of course, which is always being changed, but it truly is immersive in many ways through the environment. I know, too, that I just had it explained to me when I wrote it with Bob, who you know, listens uh -huh. to the show, and he was explaining about how you kind of go out the attic window down into the graveyard. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I guess, and I'm not, that's why rewritability to me is very good because I'm not always following along so well with the story and what's taking place and why it's taking place. Um, so when I hear things like that, it kind of makes it into a new attraction for me. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of, a lot of those little details that, that I often miss. And then somebody will mention that, oh, did you notice that you were coming out of the attic window? No, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, that was that's cool. Bob said, no, we're going to leave and go through the attic window and head down into the graveyard. And I was like, really? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it worked for me. Uh, let me think here. So let me think of one that's, I think it's out of the way. Um, uh, Mickey's Magic. that theater attraction, yeah. is amazing. I think. Yeah. It's one that I don't hear a lot of people talk about. And I know it's more of like a show. But as far as how well it's all done, the three and four D. But you're immersed you know, in the story. You're I immersed mean, into it. Yep. And and I think I think you could probably say that about every almost every single attraction. That's why Disney is. Disney. And, yeah. You're right because there is a story that they get you in the middle of. Because some are more in in depth and intense than others. I mean, you think about like Maelstrom came to mind, even though it's yeah. You know, that, that, yeah. That's one that's kind of cool. And uh, again, anytime you get in a building and the lights get turned down. That's, that's true. Immersive. Some of them can be hokey. Uh, not within Disney, but I've been in some. Uh, to where the, I guess it comes down to the theming. To where they, they put you in a building, but the theming isn't all that fantastic. Right. And so you... Right, the quality is there. And, the yeah. story, and maybe it's just the storyline, is it? That could be it, too. cohesive and... Well, you think of it, I mean, with Peter Pan. Yeah. Um, yeah, amazing, even from when it was done. Uh, as far as, yeah, immersing you into what's going on in that world. That's a very good job. The only thing is, it's only what two and a half minutes long. Right. And so you have a hard time kind of getting involved into the attraction before all of a sudden it's over with. And you wait in line for an hour. And... <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. Let's jump through some others. Uh, Pooh's Honey Hunt. Winnie uh, the Pooh, whatever. Um, yeah, it's fun. There are certain areas in there where I think it's not themed as well. Mm -hmm. It's more of just like the placards boards put up that are painted and then there are some areas that are very they're, they're neat the stuff that goes on so you got some immersive rides that are they're so immersive that you know again thinking kind of outside the magic kingdom dinosaur oh you know, yeah that, that's that's an immersive ride that is so so immersive that it's just like bombarding your senses and others are just kind of gently immersing you into the story you're almost like floating over the story you're not really in it like Peter Pan you know yep. you're not in it you're you're kind of just above it a little bit looking down on it so would you see Soren you think it would be something like that I, I think it's pretty immersive yeah I mean again in a, in a kind of a unique way kind well of like yeah our magic you know it's yeah in that 4d sense again already uh -huh. because you have the smells even coming back at you yeah exactly Soren. exactly right. 
trying to think of more in Epcot uh, test track. I know it's going to go through some major changes, which I think is going to cause it to be, I think, more immersive, but probably also more interactive. Uh, I'll be curious to see what happens if, but uh, in its present form, well, it won't even be present now, but what it was like, I guess it was immersive, but that was maybe some of the weaknesses and why they wanted to update it now, because the storyline kind of fell apart, stuff within it. Yeah, um, I think it maybe it's got a little stale. Yeah. Um, still a neat ride, but it, I think it just got a little stale now, with, and I don't know what exactly their plans are for the attraction. Yeah, you haven't heard, okay, so they're talking about, uh, you can, and this is all in the marketing and merchandising, uh, you can go in and actually design what you want your car to look like, and then you can design performance on the car. Mm -hmm. Now, even though when you get into it, everybody's cars are going to perform the same, mm -hmm. it'll go by the model that you built, and then it'll show you at the end how well your car performed as far as what it would do with speed and wind tunnel tests and all uh -huh. that kind of stuff. Um, and then you can actually purchase your car. You know, what, you know what I'm saying? You can purchase it as a model. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. That's, so is, that's, is there any cars connection? Cars land? You know, no. There, no? Okay. Nope. No. So, yeah, I know. That's what I thought, too. Well, are they going to go in that direction? I think that, you know, I, this has been my thought. The Epcot, I don't think it always works well to do that um, that theme connection. I agree. And so it I think it needs to be its kind of own space. I mean, we have Mission Space isn't attached to anything. Right. All, all the, basically all the lands and the, the attractions in there, they're not really attached to anything other than to showcase the, the land, that you know, the pavilion that you're in. Um, the only thing I can think of would be the Nemo attraction. Yeah. Is there is there anything else as far as that goes? Um, not that I can think of. No. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's jump around a little bit more than even in Epcot as far as attractions. Well, okay, how about the 360 movies? You know, China yeah. and Canada. Yeah. Again, it's not a ride, per se, but you feel like you're on a ride. Right. And you're in the middle of it. I mean, you're in the middle of the action. Yeah, and so even though you're just standing there, yeah, it's I, still an attraction. And I love those things. I mean, I don't know yeah. how, how you feel about it. I mean, some people kind of get queasy when they see those. But I really, I love the, the when you're flying over water or whatever, and you really feel like you're moving. Do you remember the Circle Vision films? What's kind of what? That's what yeah, I mean, are. that is what it, I mean. Yeah. But do you remember the ones that they used to have in the Magic Kingdom? Um, I can't remember the name of it now, but I remember as no, a young kid going into a Circle Vision film and watching it there. I can't think of what that was. Huh. Yeah, I can't remember now at this point either what the heck it was called. But anyway, that's that would be more of like the classic side of stuff. Um, Alright, in Epcot, I, I remember Club Cool. I just heard somebody talking about what it used to be like mm -hmm. when it had the like the big snow clearing vehicle out in front of it. Yeah. And you walk to a tunnel kind of to get yeah. get back into it. Yeah, and you always got some ice thrown at you from right. a little ice spitting machine. And so now it's more like just a club scene with yeah, it's, Miley it's, Cyrus it's marketing. or something playing in your ear. I mean, it was pure marketing before, but at least you had a little bit of a, a story going into it, which was kind of neat. Yeah. And so, of course, we have Spaceship Earth, which that's what it's all about. It's immersion and 
And do you think that that's what some people don't like about the new, the new accent way out of it, basically the screen? Do you think it pulls them out of that, that idea of being immersed into the environment that's around you? Because now you're interacting with the screen. And Perhaps. I mean, I, I, I kind of think that's. I think it's always neat when they can somehow personalize the experience. I think it's pretty neat when, when they when they throw your face on the little <laughs> figure flying across the screen. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And give you put you into like that other storyline that's yeah. what you're seeing on the screen. Yeah, I think it's a, a I think it's a fine transition from the ride to you know the exit. I'm okay with it. What yeah. do you think about it? Well, I think that yeah, I liked. I, it doesn't bother me at all. I liked that the attraction. I think the narration. I liked Walter Cronkite. Mm-hmm. I liked Jeremy Irons more. Mm-hmm. So I think that probably if I have problems with anything at this point, it would be more of the narration. Yeah. That kind of breaks you out of it. Um, anyway, oh, let me think here. Anything else in Epcot? The land. The land. I guess is in its own right. It is. Yeah, and it, I mean it's again it's immersive, but it's it's more educational. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I don't know. I've never been a big land fan. My my wife loves to ride the, the ride, and because I, it because you get to set for a little while. And you set, and she does like the garden and she's so she, in the garden she likes that stuff and it, it's it is interesting to go through there yeah it's i actually did a full Ustream. oh yeah on that and i think it's even saved out there on the Ustream site and if you can just walk on the ride it's fine but i, I don't yeah. like to wait in line for it yeah i can't imagine waiting to get into that oh let me think oh you know what uh, we can even check into energy, like I mean, a restaurant too yeah well um, coral, coral reef, reef. Yeah. yes exactly yeah. i just happened to think about that yeah that definitely um, Immersed in that whole environment. That, I mean, that's the theming-wise. That's that's an awesome um, restaurant. An awesome job of really putting you in the middle of things. And what about the uh, beer garden up in yeah, uh, up yeah. in Germany? No doubt, no doubt. Um, uh, and Yak- well, it used to be Yakitori House. Now it's um, yeah, it's up in Japan. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it. The new. I can't either. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. But that up in there, if you get up in there, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Is it like you're in another area? Uh, okay, so let's jump to um, uh, jump to Hollywood Studios and think about over there. As far as immersive stuff, well, of course, Star Tours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely Star Tours. I mean, I, I last time we went, it, it was. I wish I could have ridden it about a hundred times. I mean, I got I got on it a few times. It was, it's neat to get the different stories. Have you ridden it in a lot of different places? I think I got three different locations. The last time I was on it, I rode up in like the upper... Okay, if you're looking at the screen, Uh I would have been in the very upper left-hand corner. Uh Uh-huh. And, yeah, it made me feel half There's a lot of movement back there. Yeah. That wasn't real... Yeah, I didn't enjoy that as much. I would rather be kind of dead center. I like like the front third of the thing. Yeah, around in there. Perfect. Uh, okay, so Toy Story Mania, of course, is massive. Um, that's a little interactive bit. and immersive. Well, that and that's another another kind of interesting point is is the interactive versus just being brought into the story. When well, you, you know? think they did that around the same time that they did the update to Spaceship Earth, wasn't uh-huh. it around? Yeah. So that did seem to be a phase they were into of trying to work in a lot of interactive stuff within the attraction. Right. Uh, right. I don't know, after seeing like Cars Land and the stuff that's going on out there, I don't know if they're still working in that direction. So, even I, though Toy Story Mania is, it's an awesome attraction. It is, it is, and I would have to believe they, 
they like that and they'll continue to do that with, with attractions where they can. Because it does. It, I mean, it definitely causes you to really, really, really want to ride it again and get involved in, in, in it again. And, uh, I mean, with, with Toy Story, I mean, every, every time it's different because you're scoring different, you're shooting at different targets. And, yeah, it's a whole different, whole different attraction every time. And so, okay, the other one I'm thinking of is The Little Mermaid. Uh, what is it? Yeah, anyway, it's The Little Mermaid stage attraction show. Have you, have you been in that? Uh, I haven't been anywhere near that since my daughter is okay. <laughs> now 28 years Yeah, I think we went in there. I want to say the last time I was in it was probably 2006 or seven. Yeah, I don't think it's changed much since then. It's pretty cool. The theater actually is gorgeous. Stuff that goes on there, it's very nice and, and it's popular as anything, still. Yeah, and that's probably why I kind of usually stay away just because it's it's usually crowded. I would kind of like to see it just you know because it's been so long, I can't even remember what the heck it was. What about is. Um, Disney Junior? Have you been in there? No, neither have I, so I don't really know. I can't say as I know anything about it. Uh, I do remember going into was it Honey I Shook the Audience in there that no, sounds dangerous. Yeah, yeah, um. But I, it's not even hardly around anymore. I, yeah, I don't that know was what actually, they're doing with that. If they're going to bring it back or... Yeah, at this point I have no idea. Uh, they put some comedy show. They brought back like a... Kind of a improvised comedy attraction thing that used to be there. Really? They used to do it somewhere else in one of the... I think in Magic Kingdom years ago. And they brought it back and had it in there over the holidays this past year. Really? And, I did not yeah, know that. 2011, and it did really well, from what I understand. So, I wouldn't be surprised. They just used it recently, that area for the carbon freeze. Uh huh. Did you yeah. hear about that? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know exactly what it was all about, but could you get like get yourself frozen or something? Or well, get... they do. It does a full scan of uh -huh. you of your face, and then it takes your face and puts it on it to puts it like an image of. I think I'm trying to remember. Uh, Han Solo yeah, or somebody. Yeah, yeah, Hans is the one that's, yeah. that's in there. And actually, I saw a picture. It was actually Lumangelo that uh -huh. showed his. And it was scary, real. Really? Looking. It really was very, like, realistic looking. And creepy at the same time because of the shading <laughs> and stuff on the face. But it was yeah. just a picture? No, it's actually you. It's like a, he, he got like an eight, like an eight-inch figurine. Oh really? And the body and everything is, of course, of the character, uh -huh. and then it puts your face onto the. Oh, thing, that's cool. The, and it's it was, it was creepy. <laughs> it was creepy. The look and everything it was so realistic that, you know how you see in the um, haunted mansion in the queue, and how the the one headstone the lady opens her eyes. Yeah. That's what I kept waiting for his little figure yeah. thing to do. Yeah, it looked that real. Like his eyes are going to pop open and he's going to start looking around at you. That's so, pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, that thing was pretty freaky. Oh, let me think here. Uh, as far as other stuff that's, that's in Hollywood Studios. Great movie ride. We can't leave that one out. So, I mean, it's... Definitely immersive. Yeah, immersive. Yeah, but... And themed nicely and stuff. But kind of choppy in some places. So, like, if it were all the alien ride, of course, it would scare the heck out of you. Uh -huh. But as far as immersion, that that's probably one of the tightest areas in the entire attraction. I think the alien area. Yeah. Of yeah. Getting you into the movie scene and what's happening. Um, and that, that, and then, of course, the Wizard of Oz in the end, they do a pretty yeah. good job. Yeah, but, but again, it's, it's not a one contiguous right. storyline, but you're definitely in the 
middle of it. Yeah, and some of them just they're neat scenes are, but you really feel like you're just moving through a quick scene. Right. Uh, let's see here. Well, yeah, you can't. I guess you can't leave out, if nothing else, the queue and everything of uh, Tower of Terror. Uh huh. That's pretty amazing, just to be in there. Uh, and but it really has a lot to do, as far as the attraction, the cast member, mm -hmm. and how well they mm -hmm. kind of stay in character. I, the last time I was there and went on it, uh, it didn't really. They didn't try to stay in character at all. Yeah, and that's and that's always frustrating because they they really can make the attraction. Yeah. You even you know going starting from the person checking your fast pass or you know, at the gate there when you walk in and uh, then all the way to getting getting on the elevator. You know. One of the first things that I ever videotaped and it's out there on our YouTube site was uh, the ride that I did on Tower of Terror. It was my first ride on there, uh -huh. and the cast member rocked. He was yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The bellboy, he was amazing. This how he would talk. He had this certain delivery and tone in his voice that wasn't creepy to the kids, but it was very just monotone. Yeah, it's hard to describe. You just have to watch and it. And it worked. You know, it oh really yeah, did. it fit. Yeah, and so instead of just saying, "Hey, yeah, yeah, enjoy your ride," mm -hmm. he yeah, he didn't do that at all. He actually played it all up, which made it yeah a lot better. I think most of them do get into character. Just some are better at it than others. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess when I think about that, I think of the Holly Manson, the guy always saying, move to the dead center of the yeah. room. Yeah. And now I've noticed some people, they still say that, but they have a different way of kind of saying it. Uh-huh. I know what to jump back to uh, Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you think that, do you see that as immersive? Or do you think it's more um, like a, a ride? Kind of an attraction. It's kind of on the edge, I think. Again, you're you're outside, so yeah. I've kind of got it in my head that inside is more immersive than outside. But well, and sometimes too, like uh, going into that big cavernous area with the ships in, in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh -huh. Part of it is too, you're inside, and so you're very comfortable. It's air conditioned, right? So you're able to just kind of uh, pay more attention to your scenery and what's happening instead of thinking, "Well, it's kind of warm yeah. out here." is what happens on the jungle cruise. Well, and when they're when when you're in Pirates of the Caribbean, the first scene there, they're shooting cannonballs, you know, theoretically over your head. So right. you're definitely immersed in the story. Yep. As opposed to just kind of having it on both sides of you, like in Jungle Cruise. Okay, I think uh, Space Mountain. Yeah, the queue now is pretty neat. How they yeah. bring you into it, uh, but it's more of interactive. And really, the only part, of course, that you could say is immersive in that would be where the lights go, where you're first launching. Mm -hmm. Everything else is dark, so yeah. I guess... Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't know that I'd count that as an yeah. immersive experience. Uh, the, the audio works a little more now to kind of help you get involved in what's yeah. happening. So you're not just listening to people scream and hearing the sounds of the track. Right. Well, it's quieter now. Right. Yes. So I'm trying to think, other than in Tomorrowland, other than... Uh, you got Buzz Lightyear, but that I don't. Yeah, I don't it's really just an attraction. Yeah, it's, once again, yeah, you don't really feel like you're in some place, right? Um, you know, the place that used to be in Buzz Lightyear, the attraction was called Delta Flights. Yeah, do you remember it? I do. I actually have video of that. Yeah, um, that was like that was an immersive attraction. Well, yeah, especially when you went through the tunnel, the spinning yep. tunnel. That was always a neat. And then flying through the sky. Yeah, stuff you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it worked really well. Well, it's kind of going back to the, the circle vision movies. Yeah. You're in the middle of it and you feel that movement. Yeah, yeah, it does. You're right. 
Okay, and let's go to, I think we've covered a lot of stuff there, there, there. Let's go to uh, Animal Kingdom. And this is the thing I think about the Animal Kingdom. It's actually the entire park. Yeah. It's pretty much agree. immersive because you have all the foliage around you mm -hmm. to kind of, to, I don't want to say trap you, but it does, it captures everything around it surrounds you. surrounds you in yeah. the spirit of the park. I mean, there's, there are areas where you're more out in the open and you've got, you know, commercial, you know, merchandise shops and so forth, but But even those shops are themed. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but certainly when you first walk in the park and... You think, very, like, you have the, the, uh, like, telephone wires and stuff hanging yeah. above you on poles. The buildings look dilapidated, kind of. Yeah. Even, like, with Tusker House and... Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, I think the whole park is an immersive attraction in and of itself. Even when you look at the ground and you see the tire tracks or footprints uh -huh. and stuff that are into the pavement. Uh, yeah. And so, okay, so, but if you go on attractions there, of course, we talked about Dinosaur. Uh, and, uh, of course, the queue to, well, I shouldn't just say the queue. Pretty much a lot of um, Expedition Everest. You're right. Is that immersive feeling. Uh, probably the least immersive part is where you're actually in the dark going backwards. Uh -huh. Everything that happens before and around that mm -hmm. is great. It would be nice if the Yeti actually worked again, but I know. It I helps know. it helps with that theming of it all. But, but the still, queue the queue is, is phenomenal. I mean yeah. the same with uh, um, with Cali River Rapids. The queue for that is You're right. And the it, sounds it, and stuff that are going on around right. with the chainsaws and Right, and all the little announcements coming over, they really get you, and yeah, they ties back to Jungle Cruise. I mean, they, they pull you into the story, they immerse you in the story, in the queue, pretty well, effectively. And then even when you come around the corner in the one part where the logging area is, uh -huh. you can feel the heat of the yeah. flames and everything going on over in there. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. But really, I mean, for that attraction, in my mind, the, the most immersive part is, is the queue. Because once you're in the, in the raft, it's just a fun little raft ride, and then and then you get to the logging area where you're kind of in the story again. Then you're, but then you're out of it again. And, um, so I think the queue is is the biggest experience there. Okay, so uh, let me think. Can you think of anything else within that park? Um, Ride-wise, I mean, of course, the safari, but yeah, again, it's very open. So it's it open, up. and it's more of a sit and look and. Yeah, do you really feel like you're out on the... Not in a story. Serengeti plane. Do you really yeah. feel like you're... I Not mean, it really. looks a lot like it, but you still feel like... Yeah, I'm a... But I don't, don't want to say it. Everybody hates it, but yeah. I feel like I'm in a zoo attraction. I wouldn't call it an immersive experience. Right. It's neat. You know, though, too, if you go on the train down the Pink yeah. Manny, uh -huh. down back into the uh, forest, that train and at the train station and stuff is pretty amazing. Yeah, that's pretty neat. That's I mean, pretty it, neat. it has the look that you're in somewhere else, and the train station with the luggage setting in place and stuff uh -huh. like that. It still has that look and feel that yeah, you're somewhere else. It's true. That whole park is set up. I think I think you're you, you hit the nail on the head. The whole the whole park is is one big immersive experience, and you have these other little sub-immersive experiences and you know and that again going back to our conversations about warming up to the park where before in our mind it was let's go to a half day at Animal Kingdom hit a few things and get out of there where now when I go down I would prefer to be there much longer you know maybe not a full day but 
pretty close to it. Well, I mean, those discovery trails uh -huh. around the tree, Yeah. that stuff's amazing. We have like a 15-minute yeah. video of that that takes you through a lot of it. Yeah. I couldn't believe what all was back in there with waterfalls, all the stuff that's going on. And then when you think about what it takes to keep all of that working, mm -hmm. yeah, that, that blows me away. And then you still have the oasis paths, too. Right. That are outside of, I didn't get into that, Dino Land and stuff right. that's going on over there. Right. Um, yeah, as far as immersion back in there. So yeah. you're not going to count Primeval World as an immersive attraction? Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> no, I can't really think of that. I know they try to make me get you to think you're immersed into a, the carnival thing. You know, if you go into some of the, like, some of the shops and look around, at some of the detail that's in there, with like the payphone on the wall and all uh -huh. the numbers that are scribbled beside it and everything, um, you do feel like you can get into the storyline by doing some of that. Uh, I think Adam and I have done a whole show on that, and taking you through the sounds and everything that are back in there. Um, yeah, as much as some people don't like that area, there is a storyline at least that goes right. along with it. Right. Even back into like Restaurantosaurus, uh -huh. the sounds that are playing and the. Uh -huh. um, the lawn chairs that are up on the roof. Yeah. How the college kids are in town. Yeah, all that stuff works together. It's nice. It does help with the story and it makes it interesting for you when you're there. Um, even though I'm afraid most people they don't really pay a whole lot of attention to the storyline. They just want to get on the attractions and go. Yeah, and, and it's neat to kind of mature in your Disney touring attitude and, and start to slow down and take in some of the, some of the sights and the sounds and the smells and audio clips you hear playing and tune yeah. into them. You can get into some of that too though if you go like back to Magic Kingdom and you're in Adventureland mm -hmm. you walk into some of the bazaar, the shops mm -hmm. out in there um, it works a little bit to kind of pull you away from just the fact that you were in, uh, you know, in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, I tell you that now if I had to think and I've talked about this quite a few times before but if I had to say an event that I went to that seemed immersive uh, Mickey's not so scary. Yeah. It, it drew me in, mm -hmm. and I didn't even feel like at a lot of points that I was even in Magic Kingdom anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, especially, the, one of the areas that worked really well was Liberty Square. Being over in there, uh, the way that they had it set up, you really felt like you were just kind of marching through a small town. Yeah. And picking up candy along the way. Yeah, that, um, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. I never really thought about the special events as being an immersive experience, and, and, and that's certainly one where you can kind of get growing up into the event. I was going to bring up uh, Fantasmic. Yeah. And it can be somewhat, but you still, Again, I don't it's know. more of a kind of a, I mean, I, I know exactly where you're going, but it's like, yeah, it's more of a spectator thing. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, and it's interesting because when you start talking about all this, it's like, well, gee, almost every single attraction is an, it immersive, has, an immersive attraction. Yeah. Well, and if you think, I mean, in Magic Kingdom, it's meant to be that way. Right. That when you walk in, you're, basically kind of in is it supposed to be the you're in a movie set that's why the you know the, what the show the, yeah I mean, it is the show. show and then of course then when you're immersed into a small town when you uh -huh. get in a small town in USA and that's how the shops are set up and when you got the you know barber shoppers and you know the musicians and all that and the fire station yeah that's true the police police chief or whoever so I mean the whole the whole thing is designed to be immersive but some are certainly at the top of the list, and others are, eh, you know, more of a 
spectator sport. Yeah, well, and that's what I'm afraid in some areas. And I've heard like Jim Corcus mm-hmm. talk about how they've they're ruining some of that theming and that immersion in some of the places. Yeah, I've heard him make comments before where you know, like, well, that doesn't even belong here. Yeah, what is it? The hat, the sorcerer's hat in uh, yeah. in Hollywood Studios. Certainly. He's talked about how it ruins ruins the sight lines and um, anyway, I did you I. I heard him talk about this before, that the amount of steps, the distance from the front gate at Hollywood Studios to um, the Great Movie Ride, is the same distance it takes to go from the front gate in the Magic Kingdom to the castle. Oh, is that right? And it's purposely done out that way, and then of course then they do the hat in uh-huh. and ruin the whole thing. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, because the, the weenie was supposed to be the Great Movie Ride, just like the castle is. Right. Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of torn with with the hat. It, it's it's neat, but it does does seem that it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, it's one of those things. It's a huge structure, like uh, Spaceship Earth, in front of another huge structure. But and it doesn't serve any purpose though, other than yeah. just being a huge structure. Yeah. I mean, you can't go into it. You can't really do anything with the hat. It's just there. Yeah. You it's kind of like that wand that they stuck on the side of Spaceship Earth. And, and I never, had, I never had a problem with that because right. it was for the millennium. I was like, oh, there was a purpose that's there. That's cool. Yeah, but then yeah. it was like, well, I don't really want to take it down. Yeah, let's do something with yeah, it. Yeah, let's you just know. say, uh, yeah, let's, let's find decorate it. Let's decorate it and we'll let's leave it celebrate up. another you know, four years. People bitch it. and moan enough that we'll take it down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, I'm just trying to think okay, is there any place that you could really say outside of the parks? I, you know, Beach Club and Boardwalk has its own sense of immersion. Yeah, you, you're in yeah. a different place. Yeah, you get some of those deluxe resorts. Polynesian, you know, certainly. Temporary, yeah, you're right. Polynesian, you're right, though. That one is. I guess the Grand Floridian would be that way, too. Yeah, I think that all, probably all the deluxe resorts could be considered almost an immersive attraction. No, I, I've never stayed at, like, Port Orleans. Uh-huh. What's it like over in there? Well, uh, I'm not, I've not stayed there. I don't, I don't know that that would be... Just from what I know about it, I don't, I don't know that that could be. I mean, it, 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 it kind of is. I mean, there's certainly some very, very good theming going on around there. Um, certainly not like the deluxe resorts where you're, where you're inside. I mean, you've got massive structures and you're inside. That you know these buildings that have the piano players, right. and The orchestras and the jazz bands and the ornate. The ordinateness of it, yeah, all. or the seaside look with the boardwalk and yeah. the water out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and the guy greeting you in, in the lobby at the beach club. And, yeah, you know, uh, art of animation though could be somewhat close to that. I think so. We're gonna find out. I'm gonna take a walk over to it. Yeah, I'm down there to so. see see your your pictures and video and thoughts on that. All right. Well, let's see here. I think we've covered most of that. Can you think like, downtown Disney has Cirque du Soleil, but it's more of an attraction than right. a show. So, right. um, even even uh, Disney Quest, but again, that's I, it, that's not anymore. I mean, it's an attraction, kind of in and of itself, but it's just games primarily. So, I, it's kind of neat because there are some very neat games in there. The Pirate of the Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean thing in there. It is. It's got it's never been in there. Cool. So. I mean, it's a three D thing, and you're on a ship. And there's Five of you, four of you, one one driver, and I think three who have cannons blowing up ships. So that's that's pretty cool. I mean, you're in, you're in a dark room and you're you're on the water shooting 
pirate ships in 3D. Interesting. So that's cool. Yeah, see, I've never been in Disney yeah. Quest, so... Um, yeah, we may have to throw together a... Um, or do a, uh, a downtown Disney show at some point. Yeah, there's yeah. certainly a lot there to, to talk about. Yeah, stuff to do, and it's... Um, well, Disney Quest and Cirque du Soleil aren't free, but there's a lot of stuff to just make all about shop do for free, just to spend it, spend some time without paying money to get a ticket exactly. into the park. Exactly. Okay, well, it's... Uh, I'm sure we missed something in there. Yeah, well, that's why we have an uh, email address that people can contact right. us at. Right, so, so you can shout out and let us know what we missed. And yeah, something that, yeah, that you'd like to do that might be immersive that we just didn't even think about. So, uh, alright, it's, uh, it's late and getting later. It's still uh, dark. Yeah, if I, yeah, it's still dark. So probably for another uh, five or six hours here. Anyway, so in case you missed it in the beginning, uh, this is the road trip version of these amazing places with uh, Roy and Doug. So uh, I guess that wraps up this show, and, and uh, we will talk to you later. Bye. Okay, that wraps up the show for this week. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, as I said, it's always a good time sitting down with Roy and talking to him. So um, anyway, uh, please just check me out. I'm going to, as I said before, try to do as much live broadcasting and uh, tweeting from the parks as I can while I'm there. Uh, I'm going to try to hit all the extra magic hours I can. But uh, hopefully, you know, um, I'm not too exhausted as the day goes on. I'm going to try to uh, space this thing out correctly. So anyway, I uh, hope to have a good time. If any of you are going to be in the parks, uh, direct message us on Twitter. We are at twitter.com slash amazingplaces, or you can email us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. Let me know where you're going to be, and uh, maybe we'll chat a little bit while we're in the parks. All right, everybody, have a good week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2012. Thanks for listening.